Hello and welcome back to the Troubadoula podcast. Lead, lead, no, not leading off. It's the other one, the lineup. The lineup. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna get the used to this. To be uh, fair, we. Yeah. To be fair, we we didn't have a lineup last week, so yeah. See, that's know, not, we're. Yeah. I'm leading off again to start Whoa. the the Troubadoula. To me, it'll always be the singular Troubadoula LA podcast. So we have. Um, it's the it's the OG. It's the original. It's like. Um, um, yeah. Um, that's Tommy's? Hmm. Tommy's the original? Well, well you'll, yeah. th- you'll think about that. You, uh, you took last week off, so we took last I, week off. I, I had ringworm. That's my excuse. To it. <laughs> we, uh, uh, it was a good week to take off. I got to go to a couple of Dodger games via Kaufman, Kaufman Field, Kaufman State. Is it Field or Stadium? My St- stadium, stadium. Stadium, stadium. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was to say, and then Field sounded so much better. Yeah, uh, and the, I went to two of the three games. Decided not to go to the Sunday game because it was in the afternoon, and I picked the right one. So uh, that was a lot. I had a lot of fun. Got to go with my daughter for one of the games. Uh, good times had by all. Less good times in Dodger pitching news, and we're going to cover that and kind of what the lead up to October on the pitching side looks like this week. Uh, we uh, may or may not have questions, of Craig. If if we do, we'll we'll have them live. Otherwise, uh, that'll be a, a shorter episode. You know what I mean? That's right. And more time, uh, we'll just play more commercials instead. Make more money that way. <laughs> so, It'll, it's yeah, like the Super the, Bowl. The... It's what you look. It's what you look forward to, anyways. That's true. I, I'm sure. I, I can only imagine. We don't know exactly what ad's going to come up now. I'm imagining it's like Brad Pitt and Matt Damon <laughs> in the same ad somehow, and ho- hopefully not for NFTs. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah. That's but yeah, we so we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with that after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eric, I have breaking news. Mm. Pulling the curtain back a little bit, Craig sends me the answers to the trivia portion of questions for yeah. Craig before he sends the the whole questions. I, 12 minutes ago, got the answers to the trivia Whoa. question. So assuming you and I can stall long enough, we'll have questions. So don't, I, you were worried, I was worried. We were both worried that we wouldn't get to have questions for Craig this week. Fear not. I love it. Yay. Who should be afraid is uh, the Dodgers? Not really. They're still the, – it's a, a weird week for – I'm glad one of the nice things about you starting the uh, the leading off podcast instead of us having the – is we're free to kind of be a little more focused on the long-term podcast, this one. Um, and we don't have – we're not forced into the summation game every single week, uh, especially on weeks where – 
there's like a weird dichotomy juxtaposition of, of uh news like on one hand walker bueller is out for the year the dodgers don't have a what definitive (laughs) ace um that'd be a fun little skit just the the beat writer that doesn't know anything about the team Uh, (laughs) i'm thinking there's jokes there and um but on the on the other side the dodgers have just been crushing it the last what month or so month and a half yeah it, it is weird but then at the same time like there's also a world where by the time this podcast goes live on the site, they might have lost four or five. Yeah. <laughs> so at the same time, but at the same time, like having like an incredible like 50 game run or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the Bueller thing, um, I don't want to say it wasn't expected for sure. Right. Like he, but he, it we, certainly he was wasn't in that, shocking. Right. He was in that, like, he's going to be back in September. And, you know, the plan was for him to build up to October. But nobody really knew exactly when he was going to be back in September. So he was always, and it was always very much contingent on how he, um, you know, how his throwing was going and all this sort of stuff. And I guess he had, um, uh, you know, still some pain or soreness, I guess, in his in his elbow area and so they shut him down and then they did an MRI and it's also weird like um so he's having elbow surgery next next they announced this Monday the 15th that he's having elbow surgery on they Tuesday, were very the specific 23rd. elbow elbow itis elbow section <laughs> they, they weren't right. specific we have we've seen this before where it's probably a we're gonna we don't know what we're doing yet we have to kind of go in and figure it out but then we're gonna not we're not going to bother coming back, you know, bringing them out and figuring out what to right. do. We're just going to do whatever so we think the, is best. The, cyn- the cynical side is always they're hiding something. Right. Right. Like, but at the same time, um, you know, like I'm, I'm sure we'll find out at some point. I, I, you know, after the season, maybe like depending on how, how secretive they are or whatever. But like, so we know he's out for this season, right? The question now becomes, how far into next season is he out, if at all? Like, because the so the the way the sort of I guess story broke. So the Dodgers like put out an actual like press release saying he's going to get surgery on the twenty third, and and then um, Dave Roberts, the the Dodgers are in Milwaukee, and before the game, you know Roberts is always the front man. He has to a- answer the questions on all these because not everyone's available all the time for like that sort of stuff. So he's he's always out front and has to sort of toe the company line or whatever on this. And uh, he was, you know, basically said, Dr. Elitrash, you know, saw enough on the MRI knowing they have to do surgery. They're going to figure out exactly what, once they go in, that's like red flag number one. You're like, okay, like, I th- that's that's like, yeah, I'm no, obviously, we're both, neither of us are doctors. Wait, I I was, I was didn't, we didn't record last week. Did you get a doctorate? Between I have that not received that? my doctorate in the mail yet, but I, okay, I paid so, for one. No, I, oh, I nice. It's a lie. Um, so, yeah, like it, that's that's like you know, there's enough uncertainty there where you're like, okay. And then the concern with Bueller, right? He had Tommy John coming out of college. Is it Tommy John now? There's. It seems to be. I don't know. I. It's hard to say that it's not. You know, but they. They at least the reports are that it doesn't seem to be that. The the one. I don't know if there's a saving grace here, but his his injury in in June was flexor tendon strain. So that's not the ligament, which is what the Tommy John 
uh, repairs. Um, then he also had arthroscopic surgery to clean out bone spurs in his elbow. So uh, presumably they're going to go in and do something to the flexor tendon. That's like the thought, right? But then you don't know like how long that's going to keep him out. Like, uh, we'll, I guess we'll talk about uh, in a little later some of the sort of uh, pitchers who are like sort of making their way back. But um, Danny Duffy uh, last year, Dodgers traded for him in July, was hurt, didn't, didn't come back, ended up not pitching. Had flexor tendon surgery in November. He his goal was to be back by this June. It turns out he's not back yet, and he and it sounds like Dave Roberts said the other day he had a setback, so he's probably out for this year. And you know, uh, he has an option for next year that I would almost guarantee won't be picked up. Um, but so like, but even taking the the low end of Duffy singing, it's it's not fair. Duffy's like ten years older. Uh, much more wear and tear on his arm. Different. Everyone's different, right? But like, the, Bueller's at like two and a half months earlier in the process in terms of when he's getting the surgery, and we don't even know if it's the same surgery. I'm just spitballing here. But even that, so you, even something like that puts puts Bueller out until like mid-April or maybe May, right? So um, that's concerning. Um, so like, but then and but we don't know. Like, if it is Tommy John, he like he's out for next year too. That sucks. Like, obviously. But we don't, we, I guess we just don't, there's so much unknown. That's the scary part, I guess. Um, but, like, I don't know, in terms of, you're, you're right, like the, the juxtaposition part, right? In terms of this season, again, it's it would have been great. He's their ace. He's their opening day starter. He's started so many game ones recently. Would have been great to have Bueller back. Um, so, but, like, the the timing of that news came, like, roughly the same time where, officially now Dustin May is is starting this Saturday for the Dodgers. So, like, he's back from Tommy John surgery. He's looked great on his rehab assignment. So, not that it's a one-to-one replacement, but stuff-wise, it is. Like, you know, in excitement-wise, in, in Harry, where the Dodgers are gaining <laughs> very much in this. So, uh, so, like, it's this weird, like, excitement on one hand, but then, like, oh, it's a real bummer for Bueller, you know? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, I, there's this whole season is so weird. Like, like you said, they're they're playing so well, but there's there is so much uncertainty. Like their their pitching staff, like numbers wise, is historic. Like how like how they're prevented runs. But then you look, it's like, and then you kind of look like who's starting in October? I don't you don't really know. Like, uh, so there's a lot of like weird weird question marks. I don't know. Did, did you happen to? I know that you were not that you like went to games or anything, but did, were you following along sort of? Justin May's like rehab assignments and all that kind kind of stuff. I, just from sort of a um, reputation standpoint, that they were going very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, the good thing about AAA, um, you know, if you're from afar, those games are also on Statcast, so you can get into the, some of the numbers. I know I, I try not to be uh, a slave to like velocity and all that kind of stuff, but you could check. Um, because for some uh, people it's relevant, like, um, you know, if they're coming back from injury, like if they're like five miles an hour off, you know something's a little off, right? So, um, but he's, he was like hitting 99 the other day. On Sunday was his last game with AAA. He's, he struck out 10 in five innings. And um, he's like, yeah, doing just kind of looking kind of like he was right before he got hurt. So that's really good. I guess the other – so – the other, we talked about uncertainty, right? And 
then there's also like the looming like Clayton Kershaw question. He's been uh, he uh, had an epidural in his back uh, August fifth. Um, then last weekend when they were Dodgers were in Kansas City, he told Bill Plunkett. Um, this is the quote from Kershaw. Look, at the end of the day, I know what I need to do to get ready for October. I definitely feel I'll have enough time to accomplish all of that. So he's in the sort of Bueller zone of coming back in September, building up for October, but with the caveat that he hasn't missed as much time. He's also older, um, but like, I don't know. It, it's I don't, it's just weird. Um, so like, you just don't know what you're getting out of him, right? So he's like the... Hey, if they have him, it, Kershaw's like the game two starter. Like, <laughs> so we, I don't know. Like for me, I, I, I sort of just jotted down like the how where the Dodgers starters like stack up right now. Like for me, I don't know how it's going to play out. Obviously, something things could change over the last like seven weeks of the season. But like Julio Urias is pretty clearly the number one for me right now. Mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. h- how they sort of look to him and all that. I'm not discounting like Tony Gonson and, and, and um, wow, I can't, Tyler Anderson, I couldn't remember his first name. That is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discounting the guy. I don't know his name. <laughs> uh, that is terrible. Uh, that's, write out names in your stupid notes, Eric. That's that's my my uh, advice to myself. But yeah, so they're, they've been solid, right? You can't take away from anything. So what to watch for Gonsolin is, He's coming up on, like, his career high in innings, if you count both majors and minors, um, from, like, four years ago. So how he sort of responds to that. Anderson, I don't think there's much of a risk. He's generally been durable enough to, like, get through seasons and things, so that's not a big deal. Like, you know, where where do you slot them in? I I, I think Gonsolin right now is is probably easily number two. But then then you have, like, um, Dustin May and Andrew Heaney separately are in the – awesome when healthy but how much can they go like you know is may going to be stretched out to be like a starter starter or is he going to be short burst guy like in 2020 maybe in a in a more um like a bigger sense than that i don't know but uh and then if kershaw's healthy when you slide him so it there's a lot of question marks still to sort of decide but they do have like seven weeks to sort of decide it um so yeah i don't know like that, that that's sort of where we're at um, oh, as a side note to this, so I expected, um, so Ryan Pepio, he made his sixth uh, start for the Dodgers on Tuesday. I expected them to send him down for an extra reliever until Saturday when May is uh, going up, but they didn't do that. Dave Roberts uh, on Wednesday said they are going to stick with Pepio in the rotation at least one more time through to do a six-man rotation just to give uh, everyone extra rest. Again, that's sort of where they're at. Like, you know, it's huge lead almost guaranteed to have a buy into the the division series so uh yeah that, that's how they're gonna sort of play that but yeah it's just um <laughs> a surprising amount of question mark and we haven't even got to the bullpen yet but hey let's talk about that we have there's bullpen stuff there's actually some news we're recording this on wednesday um some decent amount of news from from the, this group like today uh bruiser gradall he's pitched twice uh for oklahoma city he has shoulder inflammation um He's supposed to pitch Wednesday and Thursday on back-to-back and then probably be activated this weekend. I would imagine not sooner than Saturday. Um, Blake Trinan is more of a longer term. He's been out since April. He's also pitched twice for AAA. Um, he, uh, like last homestand, uh, I think there was a 
clip of Trinan saying like, it, now he just has to build up stamina. Like his velocity was down the other day. But like I said, you're not necessarily watching it for with him. It's more like how he sort of um, feels afterward, and how, he needs to sort of be able to go back to back and things like that. And I think he's probably a few weeks off from that. And Dave Roberts on Wednesday said, Sports Night LA showed this, said we don't expect him back the first week of September anyway. So he's more of like, if he's ready by like mid-September, that's probably enough to get enough reps in to be ready for the playoffs. And then, um, so we'll see. NC Almonte is more of a shorter term thing. Uh, he had an MRI on elbow tightness, came back quote unquote clean. He's, he's throwing, uh, he's supposed to throw off a mound once the Dodgers get back home. That's this weekend. So he, he could he can't be activated till uh, uh, next week anyway. So should be sometime around then. The other news is Victor Gonzalez exists. Um, he he made his uh, season debut on Tuesday. He pitched in the Arizona Complex League. He had elbow surgery in April, I want to say, and um, that was arthroscopic as well. Um, but like he's you know he's he's that he's pitching is a is a sign, but. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be ready, but at least he's sort of in that group. Danny Duffy, aforementioned, had the setback, so he, he's pretty much out. Tommy Canley, uh, haven't heard an update from him about him recently, but uh, at the end of July, Dave Roberts mentioned him as sort of 50-50 to return this season. I would I would probably bet against that, just given, you know, just sort of being conservative. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, Dellen Batances, who was among the sort of group of veteran relievers on a um, minor league deal um, he had a uh, like he was his velocity is way down 10 26 era in 19 games it's kind of rough he had shoulder surgery last year he's been hurt for like four years uh, he was shown as released on the um, like transaction log I think today and then John Heyman reported earlier Wednesday that uh, Batanzas retired he was a dominant dominant reliever with the Yankees and it just sucks that he wasn't able to sort of get back to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, so again, seven weeks to sort of figure this out, um, and that's before we figure out who's going to be available. The Dodgers also have to figure out what the hell do they do with Craig Kimball, <laughs> right? Like uh, it's we we sort of joked about this. He doesn't. He I, I don't remember the number of clean innings. I think it's it's either seven or eight in like forty four games. Um, it's been wild. Like he's just been, I don't know, just not, not very good. Like, so on Tuesday, it sort of came to a head. Um, it's the fourth time this season he's been asked to protect a one run lead. It was in the 10th or no, the 11th, excuse me. And it was his fourth blown save in those situations. To be fair, two of those are extra innings, although he would have blown the save yesterday anyway, without the extra runner. Right. Um, because he did allow two runs. Although, I mean, um, I do kind of yeah. hate to say that just because, like, how differently right. do you pitch with someone on second? <laughs> exactly. So. And is Hunter Renfro bunting? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, to start the, like, but, yeah, no, you're right. But So it, all caveats there. But so the, the uh, one thing that stood out, aside from Kimbrell, like, not doing well in those situations, it's not like he's done well in other situations, right? Although right. those are his only blown saves. However, um he has like a 4.57 ERA. His peripherals are better, like 3.53 x ERA and 2.48 FIP. Um, that's he's not a 2.48 pitcher right now, like even with his stuff, right? But um, what stood out is that he that he's only had four one-run save opportunities for an 80-win team. And um, like I was looking at, so there's there's 12 pitchers with 20 saves entering uh, Wednesday. Um, like all of them have more save opportunities than Kimbrel. 
the, the number one guy, Jason Jordan Romano on the Blue Jays had 17 such chances. Um, and Kimbrell, like, his ERA in, in those games, it's, again, it's two and two-thirds innings, 16.88. The, the only person who had, like, close to Kimbrell in few chances, Kenley Jansen, and he, he blew three of the five. So, like, uh, you know, it's just... What a, what a weird thing this is. Um, so it, I guess his peripherals are, you know, still good, like I said. He just doesn't seem to know where the ball is going or at least or can control it, and that's been the problem. Um, now, people were out for blood after Tuesday, as you might imagine. Obviously, Dave Roberts' postgame is not is not going to come out and say, yep, he sucked, he's done, right? Like he's, he's never, ever going to say that, like no, no matter what. Um, but, you know, that's the sort of thing where – First of all, post game is like the worst time for like most things. You're gonna get like their heat of the moment stuff. So you're 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 if you're looking for like specific, um, it's the worst time to go for like injury diagnosis unless they literally just have like a, a specific thing because it's mostly guesswork and and there's so much going on. Like, but also you're never going to get like an impulsive thing after the game like that. So it's, it's obviously going to be something handled in private. That's what Roberts like excels at. That's one of his strengths. Um, they're going to like, uh, in fact, late earlier today on Wednesday, um, Robert sort of expanded on that. And he's like, look, we're going to, you know, work with him and think of all this. But then he, he also said like, which is what he said with, with Kenley Jansen as well in the last few years. Um, when it comes September, uh, the best players will play. And <laughs> that's just how it goes. So, like, you know, obviously not not a gauntlet that he's throwing out there, but he, I think his actions the last few years have made it clear that if, if it's not working, he will um, turn away from the iconic closer if he has to. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's That's just sort of where, where they're at. We, we've seen this with Kenley Jansen. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But I think it's all about the, op- the other options that are available. Like, if you get Gratterall, Trinan, Almonte, back plus Evan Phillips. They, those four can all close games if needed, and it's a lot easier to like move away from solely Kimbrel closing games um, uh, if if you have all those guys. So like that's I don't know that's that's sort of where it, where it's at. What, you have any thoughts on on Kimbrel? I guess what's interesting is that I watched uh, the the Dave Roberts interview yesterday about it, and he was very. Thought, thought he was a good outing and just didn't go well. I actually thought yesterday, which, you know, very consequential outing, he looked fine, I thought. Um, now, there have been many non-one-run saves recently where he yes. I felt like he hasn't looked fine. Like, just um, the ball is... He's always going to be a little nibbly just because trying sure. to get the, the stuff there, but has just looked like too many non-competitive pitches were just like no one was going to swing at that. And so you're if that's half the time you're just limiting yourself for how often you can be effective. But yeah, I I thought last time it was actually like just kind of and we went through this with Kenley as well, where he would trade off effective outing, good result, effective outing, bad result, and then just a, a bad result. And you yeah, being able to kind of pin it was difficult. That said, you know you do need there have been plenty of relievers in that bullpen who have been better, uh, and if they have access to them. They should be use, you know, using them in the highest leverage spots, which, yes, will often be a save, but often won't be. Um, right. So I would not be surprised if this turns into similar to last year where Kenley got a decent amount of the nominal saves, but you saw Trinan and Urias and 
some of the high leverage spots. And we might see that again with, you know, maybe Trinan, but certainly with Phillips, um, with, yeah. with Phillips and maybe Almonte. Um, and Gratterall, yeah. Sure. I, uh, although Gratterall is, has been sort of similar in he, that. He's always, yeah. Always, but least, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, hundred will play kind of no matter what. But even then, he uh, he also has had some outings where that have looked Kimbrel esque, shall we say? The one thing Roberts did say, uh, you know, with a day's sort of uh, time to um, think about it on Wednesday was, he said he thought Kimbrel at times was was going for the strikeout too much, and he's like, I just I just want outs, like <laughs> however you can get them. So I know it, it's not it's that it's not that easy, right? But like, I, I sort of get what he get what he's saying, like maybe. Like you mentioned, like stop, stop nibbling or whatever, and just you know, let let your stuff do the work, I guess. But uh, about those blown saves for Kimbrel, um, so four blown saves on the season, all of them in one run opportunities. Um, but regardless of one run, two run, three run, or whatever, since saves became an official stat in 1969. Who holds the Dodgers record for most blown saves in Whoa. a season? I wasn't expecting the trivia question this early. Hmm. I mean, I, we're totally I, where our normal top stopping swap is, but I was I was ready to talk more pitching and stall yeah. longer so I could think of <laughs> saves leaders or blown saves leaders, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. I've got, we've got a break. We've got a lovely commercial that uh, I can think of the answer. All right, our listeners can drink and think of the answer, and we'll be back after this. You had to go get a uh, glass of water, and so I had an extended amount of time to think of this uh, mm-hmm. trivia answer, and I, I haven't. I didn't. <laughs> uh, so blown saves leader. Uh, so I, my my one hint to you is if you think of a, like Dodgers reliever and quantity, that that's where that's where your head should be at. I, I uh, Kenley. No. You, you you set that like if you give me that hint and Sing, my single season, uh, I, uh, 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 Gagne. Nope. Well, uh, your your uh, hint actually ruined most of my guesses. So I'm uh, so I'm, I'm looking here. So I, just as a Kenley Jansen's high was eight blown saves in 2019. He's four behind the leader, um, Gagne. Is not, oh man! Oh, he was turns turns out he was pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Gagne's, That's what I'm like. mo- Gagne's most blown saves was four in twenty twenty. Mike Marshall, the pitcher. Yep. Hey, uh, look at that! <laughs> he, you you figure when you pitch in hundred and six games, you're bound to blow saves. Two hundred and eight in a third innings. Uh, he blew twelve saves. Um, he saved twenty one. He was fifteen and twelve. Won the Cy Young, uh, first reliever to do so. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. It's not that revelatory. I, I tried to go, not that it was a softball question, but it no, was no, no. Uh, it was, but uh, it was a simpler question. For not, some not reason, in terms of, you, you never did, but I had the, like, this is a, you know, my era pitcher. No. And so I had so, kind of had that in my head but when my I was gonna, my I was going to I was going to say Jacob era, but then, and, and thinking, so let's just say I Jacob was alive, era. I guess. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, okay. I, I want to say, you know, because 74 for pitcher Mike Marshall, so you weren't. Oh, okay. Um, so in the Jacob era, which, and I will define it even more narrowly and just say in the 2000s. Uh-huh. So much more cognizant Jacob era. Um, who do you think is number one? And it's not Kenley. Eight. It's Kenley's not Kenley. Eight. Kenley, Kenley is, is had it? eight. Someone, someone has nine. 
Um, I have two guesses then. Uh, what about yeah. how many? How many? Uh, no, I'll, I won't ask for an additional hint. Yancy uh, Browserman. Oh, good. Uh, he had six. Okay. See, I think I think they pulled him to. Yeah, like, that. Before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Broxton. No, so Broxton's high was eight. He had also two seasons with no, and a, two seasons with six and a seven. Okay. So there was some there was some tight ropes in there. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm tapping out, tapping out. Jeff Shaw in 2001 had nine. Okay. So the one I the one I wanted to bring up though was right behind Mike Marshall, like Iron Man reliever in '74, was Scott Radinsky, 1998. <laughs> he 11. That was a saves. name that was gonna like if. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have gotten there, but that probably would have been the next name on my, my if, list. If he was Matt the Marshall. actual answer, I would have said like which. Uh, which former band member, like you know, <laughs> or something like that? I can't remember the name of his band. Um, but no, so he saved thirteen games, and I was looking at this because I think of Scott Radinsky as like um, not a loogie, but like a middle reliever type, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, am, am I conflating him? Is he was he left handed? <laughs> he was left handed. Okay, <laughs> that would suck if he wasn't. Because for for a second, my brain went, "Is that Mike Guth- Mark Guthrie?" Um, but no. Um, so I looked and like. I, I figured because a lot of times the blown saves are like guys in the seventh inning, you know, blowing a lead, and it's not really a save, but they only get a blown save because they gave up the lead. They were never going to actually save the game, right? But like, but all like, all, I think only one of his he entered in the seventh, and it was like a multi-inning thing anyway. So they're mostly legit. It was all like eighth and ninth. So like, <laughs> he was just pitching high leverage. That was a weird year, nineteen ninety eight, like such a turnover year. So they. Yeah, he was pitching in like every possible like uh, pressure situation. It sounds like for the Dodgers that year, he had a two sixty three ERA. He was good, like, but yeah, weird. Well, I have good news. The questions oh. came in, so it's time Yay. for questions from Craig. Of these five questions from Craig, the first one as uh, wait, it has been. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Before, I would say before we start, I wanted to, I forgot to do this before we went to break, but um, shout out to David Vasse, um, Dodger Talk co- uh, host on uh, AM570, but also occasional uh, uh, reporter for Sportsnet LA, which he's doing this series. Um, he um, went, decided to go down the, the slide uh, at, um, I, what, it was Norm formerly miller park i think it's a family yeah, field it's, now. it's miller park <laughs> i don't yeah, care what right. they say to it's miller, it's miller park. so so he he went he wanted to go down the slide that bernie brewer goes down and like <laughs> uh they showed video of it and it's hilarious and it's it's we can laugh at it now because he's reasonably okay <laughs> but he he broke he broke his uh what? he broke his wrist and like <laughs> multiple ribs um yeah so like um so yeah, they showed, um, and but like the the he's getting all sorts of props and deservedly so for being a gamer because before he went to the hospital, he did a pregame interview with Justin Turner in the dugout and they showed it on Sports Night and he's like barely holding his like arm you know <laughs> to the side and then uh, but and Turner was sort of ju- good naturedly ribbing him he's like but he's also like I don't I don't know why you're here you should be at the hospital <laughs> and all this but then. As we were recording, they showed the the Vasse thing. Like the thing they don't tell you about that slide, you go down in like this like a burlap sack or like on top of one, so to like grease it a little bit. 
But then at the end of the slide, there's like no room and you go right into a wall. Like, and he was not prepared for that and just, just slammed into it. And, uh, yeah. So like, uh, but yeah, and, but he's, he's like on the game right now back from the hospital. Like, you know, it's not sideline reporting, but he's, he's there like reporting from the game. So props to Vesse. Uh, yeah. What, what a, he, he toughed it out. Good for him. You ready now? You done yeah. stalling? You probably read I, the questions and you've been I, thinking of right. answers, and you just got to think of things to plug in. I get it. I, no, I've been I've been good at like I, I'm very good at copying without reading. Like I because I, I just copied it to get into, into our notes or whatever. So yeah, yeah. All right. The Miami Marlins began play in hey. 1993. True or false? Uh, I'm gonna go true. Oh, that's it. That was the only no. This weekend the yeah. Dodgers will host them at Dodger Stadium. So here are some questions about Dodger leaders against the Marlins. Seven Dodgers have hit eight or more home runs against the Florida-Miami National League franchise. Can Eric name these long-distance fishermen? <laughs> nice. That beautiful, uh, beautifully worded question, Craig. Um, so uh, seven more with eight. Uh, so let's let's go with the volume, guys. Um, oh, but let, you know, I'm gonna let's go hmm, five. So let's go Eric Karros first. With 10 home runs, number two on the list. Um, let's also go with uh, Mike Piazza. Not on the list. That's why they traded him. They, <laughs> like, you can't hit against the Marlins. We're sending you there. Um, so that was the only reason. Um, okay, and then let's go with um, Justin Turner. Uh, not Just missed the cut with seven. So the problem is like now, they only play him twice a year. So, but let's go back. Let's go back to the the, the that era. Um, Sean Green, uh, third on the list with nine. Um, and then it's only. Ugh. What about um, Adrian Beltre? Eight, mm. tied for six. Um, okay, and then uh, Matt Kemp. Not on, not not even, not even seven mm. home runs, but not on my list at all. Not even near the cutoff. Andre Ethier, uh, tied with Adrian Beltre for six with eight. With eight. Oh, okay. And then, um, okay. So, uh, what do I need? Like two more? You or... need three by my count. Okay. Uh, Cody Bellinger, six. He had six. So you are missing someone with. You are missing both. Uh, tied for thirds, who each have nine, and then you're missing the leader with 11 home runs. 11. I have years <laughs> if you want them. I'll, I'll take it the scoundrel's way out. Okay. Sure. Uh, the leader played from 93 to 99. Oh, so that's Mondesi. With 11. And then the, the yeah. tied, um, 98 to 01. Speaking of Florida. Yeah, Sheffield. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, I forgot to guess him after Green. Uh, 13 to 18. 13 to 18 is Yasiel Puig. There you go. Mm -hmm. Five Dodgers are tied with three triples against the Marlins. Who are these multi-leader three backers? Oh, God. Uh, 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 um, Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor uh, only has two. Time to pick it up. This is, <laughs> it, I we should wait to re, to release this till Chris. They play him twice in the next two weekends. Like, let's just wait to release it till he hits another triple, so I could be right. Um, okay, so triples. Um, oh God. <laughs> um, I don't. 
this is okay. So I don't think he played enough. So let's just go Brett Butler. I'm just trying to only two. Yeah, um, two of these I would think you could get pretty pretty quickly. The others you're just throwing names against the wall. I just I don't, generally. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just having a hard time visualizing it. The triples is like throwing me off. Um, so I will go. Let's just say D. Gordon. Uh, I think that's a good guess, but no. Um, all right, I'm going to guess one more, and just because he had... No, he had all the home runs. Um, let's just say Raul Mondesi. Raul Mondesi is one, three. Oh. You want to keep going until you miss? Yeah. Um, let's, let's also say... Um, oh, boy. Let's go. I'm gonna go wild card as my last guess because it's probably gonna be wrong. But Dave Roberts, <laughs> two uh, and yeah, a half seasons. No, not there. Uh, so yeah. you have Delano DeShields. <sighs> you knew you knew they got him for a reason is to hit trips I, against I, the I, I, guess, I guess. You know what? I'm gonna give it fair trade. You're right. Uh, you're right. Should have known. Uh, Raphael for call, which was was the name I, I thought you might uh, get to. I, I was thinking about that, and I don't know why. I, I should have pulled the trigger on that actually. James Loney. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> and the, what, and three, three of his seven <laughs> career triples or whatever. It's, uh, Jose Offerman. Oh, nice. All right. Seven players have struck out between sixty-six and thirty-one times. That's a weird to go in that order, but I get it. Uh, <laughs> against the Marlins, who are these Dodgers who left empty-handed on those plate appearances? Come on. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, going with the longevity here. So, do do do. Um, Karos leads the pack. Ooh, sorry, with sixty-six strikeouts. Uh, Raul Mondesi um, didn't make. No, it did make the cut. Sorry, I could. It was figuring out the cutout. Sixty-five. They're in sixty-five games. He struck out thirty-two times. There we go. I got there. Nice. Um, Matt Kemp second on the list with forty-eight strikeouts in forty-eight games. Uh, Chris Taylor. Uh, um, <laughs> um, pretty happy to do that. Um, let's see. Um, let's see, five seasons. Thirty. I don't think he did. Um, hmm. Let's go with. Um, let's go, Mike Piazza. Third on the list with fifty-one. Uh, so what do I need? Two, four, three. Four? You got Karis Kemp and Piazza? Is that right? I thought I got one more. Oh, did you get Mondesi? You did get Mondesi. Uh, so yeah. you need three. Okay. Um, Sean Green. Uh, strike two. Cody Bellinger. Strike three. You missed uh, Andre Ethier with 35 yeah. strikeouts. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez with 32. Wow. All right. And Todd Hollinsworth with 31. Nice. Okay. All right. <sighs> on the mound, seven pitchers have accrued between 113 and 41 strikeouts against the Marlins. Can oh. Eric name these Dodger pitchers? Uh, all right, so Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Which you believe leads the pack with 113. I, w- I would have guessed. Um, let's go with... Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, let's go Chad Billingsley. Uh, 49, uh, 49 strikeouts. Um, Ramon Martinez? 53 strikeouts. 
Hideo Nomo? Uh, second place with 98 strikeouts. Um, Brad Penny? Uh, oh, man, you th- you're going for the, the revenge factor, but no, not on the list. Strike one. He had, I, he, I swear he had a, I thought he had a 14 strikeout game against the Marlins. I really wish, the- uh, I'm going to, side note, I really wish uh, Craig had extended this to one more place with 38 strikeouts. So oh, if you if right. you guess the 38 strikeout player, I'll give it to you. So, um, oh, I guess I didn't think about this. So 10 years three saves um <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit off board and say kenley uh kenley with 36 strikeouts ah all right okay so um let me think here let's go back to um as it mm, um Uh, Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, no, only thirty-five strikeouts. All right, I I think, I think my brain might have shut off. I don't know the rest. All right, so Chan Ho Park had fifty-two. Kevin Brown should have gone with another revenge factor. Yeah, forty-nine. Tom Candiotti with forty-two. Nice. Um, Darren Dreifert with 41. And then just next, next on the list, Eric Gagne with 38. And he wore 38. Yeah. This is nice. Uh, Well, there you go. You did okay. Yeah. You've done better. But I'm still proud of you. How about that? What? Yeah, thank you. Dave Roberts (laughs) values loyalty, and he demonstrates it in various ways. Now, the Dodgers have a large lead and really, as Eric found out, have not had a lot of tight games. But how much longer should Craig Campbell be the closer this season without some sign of improvement? I, I will note that w- Craig did not see or were, was consulted on our notes before this, although he had to know we were going to talk about and it. And whose fault like, is that? Yeah. yeah he could have right, offered. It's completely my fault. Yep. Not um, yours. Craig's, no. Craig's fault. Should have offered. Yeah, it's totally Craig's fault. Yep. Um, shame on Craig. Jeez. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where he's like – he has to work stuff out, but like, if he continues to pitch, like, you know, like you said, the last night it was a blue pit, right? <laughs> that, that won the game, so I sort of get it. But like, if he, if he, you just can't. If he keeps blowing saves, like, and just pitching for you, can't, you can't keep throwing him out there. Like, you at some point you have to the the get, getting him to like work back into it involves pitching in extremely low leverage at some point, like if it gets bad enough. I don't think they're there yet, but it's it's not that far off. Like, you know, like two more bad games, I would say, in a reasonably short amount of time, and then you you, you just sort of take him out uh, of that role for a little bit and um, and then just sort of work him, work him back uh, somehow. But, like, I don't – like I said, I don't think they're going to make the move just yet. But, like, I don't, like, I you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. Like, if he pitches, like, tonight or tomorrow and, blo- like, his first, next game out and he blows a save, they'll probably, like, give him, a re- like, a rest. Oh, that's the one thing I didn't mention before. Um, the, one of the things Roberts will do, right, he'll they'll they'll talk to Kimbrell behind closed doors. They'll, they'll make the plan or whatever. And then he'll say, like, we're doing a reset or something. That's exactly what he said with Cody Bellinger. Like, they're, they're, they sat him um, – uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, he, who knows? He might not play Thursday, who knows? But, like, they're basically, like, having him work on stuff right now because he's slumping. 
Um, so, and you know, it's just sort of that. That's just sort of how they'll do it. But it's they're not going to be like, nope, he's not our closer anymore. He's done. You know. But it's more like we're gonna, he's gonna work on some things, and they'll they'll couch it in in as um, kind terms as possible, I guess. Three position players, Justin Turner, Austin Barnes, and Joey Gallo, have not collected a triple this year in a Dodger uniform. Yet. Of those three, Justin Turner is likely to play the most. So for the contest, I'll give you one. I'll give one of you Turner, and the other one will get the field, which will include any other players called up or acquired. Eric, you pick first. (laughs) Boo! We... So I either get <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy with this Justin question at Turner all, or everybody else. <laughs> oh God, uh, I, like I feel I almost feel bad doing this, but I, you know what? I'm taking the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if anyone's seen Justin Turner run this year. It's not been the most. Were you, you? Did you see that send? Uh, when I was a, a oh, sacrifice yes. fly, I think. Uh, yes. Oh my God. That, that, I believe I've been really I like, said, you know, a third base bad. coach is generally doing a job if you don't really notice mistakes. So, and yeah. I generally have think evil's done a really good job of that, but that sin was egregious. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw someone refer to that as like, it was really hot. They wanted to get back into the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had, and like, they had already scored five in the inning, yeah. in the first inning. So like, but yeah, no, but yeah, you know what I'm taking? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to include that in our list of bets because that, that's egregious. But, like, uh, yeah, sorry. All right, whatever. Maybe we misunderstood the question. Anyways. Sure. Eric, it is getting close to that time of year again. Can you explain if there is a playoff eligibility date anymore? And also, can you play a little roster guessing with how the Dodgers manage some of the 60-day additions this season? Okay, so the rule is uh, to be playoff eligible, you just have to be in the organization – um, before September 1st. You don't have to be on the 40-man by then, but you just have anywhere in the organization. So any any minor leaguer uh, at the end of, end of the day on August 31st in the system is eligible. Now, the one thing is if you can't, like, have a, a – and I, I can't envision a scenario where there's going to be that many of those guys, but, like, it's not something you can necessarily game. Like, you can't – necessarily it's not really feasible for someone to have like five of those type of players or 10 or something like crazy and why would you you wouldn't be that good of a team if, you, if that's if that's what your roster was but um just just as a hypothetical so you do have to be on the 40-man roster to play in the postseason so at some point you have to get added um now the the thing is with with like um players who weren't on the 40 day or 40 man, excuse me, uh, <laughs> at, at, at the 40 day, um, 40 day and 40 night roster. Um, th- those, they, they basically replace someone who's on the 60 day injured list. And if you run out of those 60 day injured list players, you can't like add more, you know, minor league guys. Like, but like I said, but there's not going to be that many, right? Like there might, there might not be any, like given, I guess, I don't know, like if, um, Hansel Robles or something, or Pedro Baez pitching well. They're not really doing that. They haven't really wowed in AAA so far. Um, but, like, you could see that sort of scenario. But, like, those are the most likely, I think. I guess Bobby Miller qualifies, too, um, if he sort of, like, bullies his way. Like, just they're, they're just going to be like, you know what? We're going raw stuff. But he, he would also be up in, in September. But in terms of postseason eligibility, you would have to – 
like have 60 day IL guys to sort of supplant as sort of uh, in that regard. But in terms of the, the current 60 day injured list, so earlier Wednesday, uh, Pedro, um, Pedro, um, Edwin Rios, um, he completed his rehab assignment. He tw- Tuesday was his 20th day. On the rehab assignment, he, he had played 14 games with AAA to that, at that point, and he had missed like two and a half months with or two two months with a hamstring tear. Um, so non-pitchers, pitchers can go up to 30 days, and if they're recovering from like uh, Tommy John or something, they can usually get an extension. But for position players, it's 20 days maximum. So since he's healthy, like they had to activate him, but there's no room on the position player because everybody's healthy right now. So. Um, they optioned him. So he's probably not going to be back up till September 1st. Um, so I guess we'll see with that. But in terms of like, uh, other guys, so we, we mentioned, uh, Blake Trinan earlier. I'm trying to pull up the rest uh-huh. and I don't have it in front of me. Okay. D- oh, Dustin May this Saturday when he gets called up, he's a 60 day guy. So someone's going to have to get DFA'd. Um, or I guess like. Yeah, there's no there's no real other like 10, 10 or fifteen day IL people who could get extended unless like the, the it's the worst possible scenario because if if like they determine that Clayton Kershaw is just not going to be ready by like this weekend, which I doubt, um, then he can go on the sixty day, which essentially ends his season. But um, that's not going to happen. So I would imagine you know you're going to see someone DFA like maybe like Jake Reed or someone who's who's in the minors right now, but on the forty man. Um, just as a possibility. So Blake Trinan again, not till mid-September. The others, there's not really a ton. Like Bueller's out for the season. Jimmy Nelson is considered out for the season. Daniel Hudson's out for the season. Danny Duffy's probably not going to play. Kevin Pillar was thought to be out for the season. Um, he's actually been cleared to do baseball activities, and he's been in Arizona. Um, but he's also a long shot, so I doubt they're going to call him up. Tommy Canley, again, that 50-50 prop. He's like barely victor gonzalez is only in class a so i don't outside of may and trinan i don't think there's any like must ads so it's not it's not as like maybe voluminous as they thought and again this was part of that why they traded clevenger mitch white and jake lamb like at the trade deadline to sort of make room to be able to like do this and maybe they thought they were they might be adding more but like they don't necessarily have to cut guys like uh, near the bottom just to do it now. So they, they really only have like those, I think those two for sure. And then outside of that, it's kind of a crapshoot. All right. Final question. I've mentioned yeah. roast chicken and I do think I do a nice job making it, but today's question is about the store-bought version, whether it's from Costco or your local grocery store. Do you ever buy one and how do you serve it besides as its own dish? Uh, it is a lot. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a staple uh, whenever, uh, most are not don't have the time to cook and we are i wouldn't say we would go out of our way to um there's not a costco here in lawrence when we're in kansas yeah. city we'll grab one but there is a a a co-op that has really really good ones and they'll they'll have like the base one similar to what you would get from a costco but then they'll rotate out either pesto or barbecue and we'll definitely get one of those usually and serve it with a salad Yep. And then they have leftovers and make stock from the bones. No, it is like, and you get, it's, it's what Costco's is five bucks or whatever. And yeah, the, the one I get is, is like six or seven dollars. It's an incredible deal. Absolutely worth it. I, I would say at most they're like seven or eight bucks yeah. tops. And like that's at a grocery store or whatever. 
but yeah, like they'll have the flavors like lemon garlic or, or you know whatever. Like there, there's there's usually a bunch. My my thing is I will, um, I will, depending on what I'm doing, like I will usually grab like the breast meat, and then like have that with like something some quick side, like either rice or, um, like some you know maybe saute some vegetables or something. And just have that like in a bowl or whatever, uh, and then just keep the rest in there, and then either add it to stuff um, intermittently over the next day or two, or just grab like the legs or the thighs, and then just piece on that or something like as a lunch or whatever. But like, yeah, those are those are phenomenal, uh, perfect go tos. Like quick when you you don't really necessarily have the time, and they're great. I, I love them. Uh, real one quick sort of uh, little note before we oh. sign up for me. Um, for any, I I don't know if our episode numbers public to the, the the listening audience. I don't know if they are. They might be like sort of in the, a URL or something. I, I used to have them in the titles. I don't remember if I keep if I'm still doing the, it. it. It can be a little confusing because it seems like we've done two thousand episodes. We have we've done a, we've done a lot, but not yeah. two thousand. Uh, but for my sorting purposes, I decided on a scheme where it's the um, the last two digits of the year, and then however many we've done that year. So this year it's episode, or this year this week it's episode two 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 two. And mm. uh, just uh, something interesting I've noted: if you are a big fan of the number two, you are out of luck on the Dodgers. You don't you don't get two, and you're never going to get twenty two either. So. Oh, uh, made me and made me realize. Perhaps and 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 also, our last episode we honored Vince Scully, but on this one we're still honoring Vince Scully because Deuce is wild. So it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. What well, a what a perfect what a perfect way to go out. Um, yeah. So this is uh, the lineup with True Blue LA. We what? actually have pod. We actually have podcast art, which I will put in the post. We do and share it. Yeah. Is it uh, a picture of me? Uh, it's, what? it's you and I. It's you and I in a police lineup. That would be great. No, it's not um, usual suspect yeah, style. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's our podcast. The lineup this week. We will talk to you next week after we eat rotisserie chicken.